This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Black MP Living Water. Black MP Living Water is here for all your essential minerals and hydration needs. This water has no sweeteners, no preservatives, or dyes. Go get your Black MP Living Water today at your local convenience stores or grocery stores, or visit them online at blackmp.com and use promo code inside the pylon to get an additional 35% off today. Thank you for watching another edition of Inside the Pylon. Fidel Barraza here alongside Chris Arzola. What's going on, Chris? Hey, good evening. How are you doing today? Good, man. How are you? Pretty good, man. It's been a long week. Week five is already here. It's pretty it's insane how fast the NFL season's been going already. Yeah, we got the Chicago Bears uh, visiting the Washington Commanders on Thursday Night Football. We'll go over that game here in a bit. But first, Chris, let's talk about week four in the NFL. Let's talk about the most anticipated game of the week uh, between the the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, what a what a what a game! I mean, the um, I don't know. It was just it was really good to see for me. I think you know, looking at the the stats and seeing that Josh Allen is not the leading rusher for you know the Buffalo Bills really really shows that this year they are doing things a little bit differently. You know, uh, it's not just a Josh Allen show, and I think. It's allowing him to play more freely. And um, honestly, he's since that, you know, that first game that they, you know, kind of didn't look the same as, you know, the Bills from last year. I think they're honestly probably the top three, top four team right now in the NFL, uh, the way they've been playing for the past several weeks. Chris, and me and you both uh, picked, I believe it was Miami to upset Buffalo in Buffalo. And uh, we were obviously wrong. Uh, a lot of people were kind of down on Buffalo just because of what happened in week one. Uh, but, you know, they won three games in a row and that offense is humming and that defense uh, playing pretty good. And they might have Von Miller back here pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I, they're looking great. Like I said, I mean, I, I think the fact that they're they're just playing Bill's football, you know, and I mean, it's it's Josh Allen leading the way. But again, now that the fact that they have a running game, they haven't had a running game the entire time that Josh Allen's been there. And I think this is just adding some flexibility. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'm seeing Stefan Diggs. I mean, he has a lot of space and he's open a lot of times. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's telling me that, you know, that they're they're packing the box because they're worried about um, the run game right now. Not just with Josh Allen, but obviously the running backs in the back. And I think that just adds another flair and another dynamic to um to the bills overall, but yeah, they're, they're definitely in, you know, the top three for me right now, top four uh, in the NFL right now, for sure. Yeah. Chris, and it looks like, a, you know, the AFC East is still Buffalo's. I don't see anybody else taking it quite yet. I mean, the dolphins are right there, but you, we saw kind of what happened, you know, we, we saw what kind of what happened. I think uh, Jalen Ramsey, that could be a, you know, a thing too, that um, a lot of people haven't really talked about, but you know, they, they definitely miss him in the back, you know, in that backfield uh, for the Dolphins. And so um, until the Bills are beaten, it's 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 the Bills, it's the Bills uh, division for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, to me, it's a two-team race now that Aaron Rodgers is not with the Jets anymore. Or yeah. not that he's not with them, but he's hurt and on sidelines. So uh, yep. the one bad thing that happened to Buffalo on Sunday was Tredavious White. I believe it towards Achilles and is going to be out for the remainder of the year. So that's a yeah. big blow to that defense. That but he's been out essentially, you know, last year. He was almost out a year. Or he was yeah. out a year. Yeah. So after tearing his uh, ACL, I believe it was Thanksgiving night against the New Orleans Saints a couple mm-hmm. years back. Yeah, I mean, so they're they're used to not kind of having him, unfortunately, on the field for the past couple of years. But yeah, I mean, once they get Von Miller, I mean, it's, it's just going to be another dynamic to that defense. And like I said, man, since week one, they have probably been the hottest team in the NFL right now. And they're, you know, it's it's definitely led by the defense and and Josh Allen. So this was, you know, a game that a lot of people were looking, you know, forward to. Probably the best game of week four. Another game that. Um, a lot of people thought might be a blowout was between Kansas City and, and uh, New York, New York Jets on Sunday Night Football. Mm-hmm. But I believe Kansas City jumped to a 17-0 lead. Uh, Jets came back. Yep. Zach Wilson played pretty well, Chris, besides a mistake at the end fumbling the ball. Yeah, I mean, he showed why they did draft him the way they drafted him. I mean, he went 28 for 39, 245 yards, two touchdowns, you know, no picks. So – not only was he, you know, these stats tell me that he he wasn't just game a game manager, right? Thirty nine throws, uh, in in you know thirty nine throws, and Brees Hall only had six carries. That was their leading rusher for the night. That just tells me right there that he was actually not a game manager. He was playing more freely, and that's how Zach likes to play, right? He's he's kind of like a little bit of a gunslinger. Uh, again, yes, he will get in some trouble sometimes, but obviously he has the ability to get out of trouble with you know his feet and stuff like that. But to me, this this shows that he wasn't a game manager. He was feeling a little bit more freely. Uh, yes, they started off terrible, uh, but I mean they they made a fantastic comeback towards the end. And, and again, it showed that he does have talent. And at the end of the game, you know, one of the things that I saw, you know, there was some lip reading stuff on you know on Instagram and stuff like that. And he was you know telling his teammates that you know he he was the reason for the reason yeah. why he lost the game. And I thought that showed a lot of maturity. Um, and we did talk a little bit more about maturity with him earlier mm-hmm. this season is just far as, you know, when you're the quarterback, you're a leader of amongst men, it's, it's not boys anymore. And so I think that showed a lot. And that was one of the reasons why the locker room kind of got lost last year for the jets with Zach Wilson, just because he couldn't show that maturity. So to me, that showed a lot of maturity. You saw a lot of people come up to him, Give him, you know, hey, you know, shake it off, blah, blah, blah. You know, next week, different things like that. And I think that's just going to be a confidence booster for him going going forward. Chris, since you said shake it off, I have to bring up Taylor Swift now. <laughs> right? Look, am I am I the only one? I, I am, I'm getting pretty tired of, of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis I mean, Kelsey. Travis, yeah, exactly. He just, you know, he came out a couple hours ago and he said that he thought the NFL was going a little too crazy on this whole Taylor Swift thing, you know. Um, well, yeah, Chris, I mean, you saw what the NFL did, right? I believe it was yeah. on their Instagram or Twitter. Uh, they put 2 and 0 uh, since Taylor Swift or the Swifties. I don't know, something on, yeah. on there, essentially. And there was a really bad call during that game, towards the end of the game. Uh, I think it was a pass interference or holding call against uh, Sauce Gardner. Sauce, yeah. Yeah. And then for the NFL to put that out there, it just didn't look good. And uh, I believe Sauce Gardner made um, tweeted something out like, "Hey, maybe if I was a Swifty, I would have got that that call." Yeah, no, he he definitely came out, and he was actually in an interview too. He was talking a little bit about that, about how you know he was doing nothing different than what he was doing the entire the entire game. 
It was right? And then, yeah, and then they they you know that's the one thing with with the referees. You never want to be the uh, the reason why the game ends up the way it is, right? You want the the players to play it out, right? For you know, if there's going to be something, a mistake or something happen, at least that the players are playing it out, not you as the referee calling a certain call that ends the game the way it ends the game. I think that's a bad look for the NFL. Yeah, I just I'm just kind of over it hearing about Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, we, yeah. I mean, you know, good for Travis. You know what I mean, but I mean, yeah, I think it's just a little too much and. You know, let's just get back to playing football and let him be, you know, his personal life, let us be. But, I mean, I know she definitely is the most talked about woman for sure in the world right now with, you know, her tour and everything like that. So, yeah. Chris, let's talk about the other uh, New York uh, team, the New York Giants. How bad did they look on Monday night against Seattle? <laughs> you know, I'm laughing because you, anybody that's listened to me several times, they they know exactly how I felt about this team coming in. I just did not think that was a great, you know, call by paying Daniel Jones forty million a year. I mean, you saw. I said from the very beginning, if if um, Saquon Barkley is not healthy and he's not playing, this is not the same team because Daniel Jones cannot. He he just can't take. He's not a Josh Allen. Josh Allen, right? We've seen it for several years. He had no running game. He put it all on his back. He led them to, you know, um, a couple of AFC championship games, right, and in deep into some playoff runs in, in some other years. And Daniel Jones is just not built like that, man. You know, that that's he's just not built like that. He's a game manager. I mean, you, you saw the stats at times last year. He was throwing the ball 15 times. Like, how do you pay a $40 million quarterback, you know, that's throwing the ball 15 times? And now we see it. He has some talent. Don't get me wrong. He does have some talent. I just don't think that he is a $40 million talent. Chris, do you know how many points the Giants have scored at home this season? I know it's not much. Three points. Oh, my gosh. I knew Three it was points. something like that. I knew it was something like that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, and in, in prime time, week one against uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys and then yeah. um, last week in Seattle. Yeah, three mm. points at home. <laughs> and look, it's not all on Daniel Jones. The offensive line issues, injuries. injuries. Saquon Barkley's out. Yeah, Saquon Darren, was a huge part of this offense uh, last year. Yeah, Darren Waller got injured now too. So, but they're um, not even getting him involved, Chris. They weren't. It's it's, it's like Kyle Pitts in uh, Atlanta. Oh gosh, that's He's a terrible. Being, and look, and I have him my too. fantasy football team. I'm like, shit, just throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean that kid is so talented over there too. He's just not being utilized going in, to waste. in the right way. Yeah, it's it's I feel bad for Kyle Pitts for sure. So yeah, I know I, I hear you. The offensive line definitely played well. The defense kind of didn't play as well as they kind of should have. Their defense line um has has been great, but anything else beyond that, it's it hasn't been great in you know for the defensive backs for the Giants recently in the past couple of weeks. And so I don't know. They're they're really struggling. I know it's not all Daniel Jones' fault, but again, it starts with the quarterback when you're paying him forty million dollars a year, and he, you're just getting the production that you're getting. It's just it's not enough to be a forty million dollar quarterback. I know that's the market or what that's looking like, but you know what? There's there's quarterbacks out there that are capable, such as like a Baker Mayfield or someone like that that could probably play a little bit better than what Daniel Jones has been playing right now. So, And I'm glad you brought up Baker Mayfield because I want to talk about the team that surprised me the most so far this season uh, with the first quarter of the year. It's been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield's been playing great. 
Yeah. Uh, they got a big win against New Orleans, and mm-hmm. now they're three and one going into the bye week. Yeah, yeah. No one's seen that coming because I mean, I, I didn't. I picked the Saints, man. I, I like the how the Saints have been playing and been rolling. And I said, you know what? They're getting back. You know, um, they're getting back a couple of different people and stuff that were on the injured Alvin list. Kamara came um, back Alvin from K- suspension. Yeah, Alvin Kamara that was on the suspension list. So I was like, you know what? This team is only getting better. Their defense is, you know, bringing back a couple of defensive backers that were injured. Alvin Kamara is coming off. I said, I'm. I want the Saints. Right, and, and I've been liking the way Baker's been playing. He's been showing a lot of grit out there, um, and their defense is <laughs> their defense is stellar, man. Playing, man. Their, their defense, yeah, They're their defense hard. is stellar. But, but no, I mean the fact that the connection between Mike Evans and Baker Mayfield has been great. Um, I mean Baker's been showing why he was the number one pick, you know, several years back, and um, you know he he did play well when he was with the Browns too. You know, he he had some good years. It just some things kind of happened with him and OBJ and from there just kind of stopped clicking. But I mean, he did show that he had some talent in the first couple of years. I mean, he was very accurate with his throwing and that's what Baker's always been known for. Yeah. Mike, Mike Evans did suffer a hamstring injury. So I know he was going to get an yeah. MRI, um, but they don't sound too concerned about the injury. So I think you should be good moving forward. Yeah. I haven't heard anything too crazy. I, from what I'm reading too, it looks like he, he should probably be a go this weekend. Yeah. Uh, how about the Minnesota Vikings getting the first one of the year? It it looked ugly, man. I think uh, Kirk <laughs> Cousins got picked yeah. off, and it was like a ninety-nine yard return for a touchdown. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, it just it just didn't look pretty. But at the end, they were able to pull it off. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, twenty-one thirteen against the Panthers, man. Come on, like the Panthers have been probably one of the one of the worst teams in the NFL, oh, yeah. right? I mean, the I mean, we talked about it on our last episode. You know, Bryce Young needs someone to throw to. I mean, this is getting ridiculous out there. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy can't do it on his own again. I mean, you, there has to be someone catching the ball on the other side. So, um, you know, you did mention that they were looking to possibly acquire a big-time yeah. name, and yeah, I, I hope that's coming soon. <laughs> you know, Yeah, I mean, I, I believe there was a report earlier this week that they are determined to trade for a number one receiver. Who's the, who that is going to be, I don't know, because uh, there's not really much out there. A lot of rumors about Mike Evans being – they're not going to get traded. They're in first place in that division. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to trade him to someone in inside the division, too. There's just absolutely no way. Yeah. The The other name that comes to mind is not a number one wide receiver, but from all indications, uh, Chase Claypool might be done. You know, Oh, he's um, – Chris, no one yeah. is going to trade for him because they know that if no one trades for him, uh, Chicago is going to end up cutting this guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think no. that that's what's going to happen. I think that he's going to get cut, and I think that there's probably a good chance that he can get claimed off of, uh, you know, off the waivers and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know what his situation is there. I'm not going to speculate anything like that. You know, obviously, it seems like he's been unhappy or whatever the case may be. Um, obviously, we've seen the play there. It's it's it's, you know. Justin Fields can't get the ball out of his hand. I mean, you know, the line's just not giving him enough time, different things like that. So I understand where he's coming from, but I don't I don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, he could be an opportunity to come in and, you know, play for the Panthers possibly, add a little bit of depth there. But they need to get Bryce some help for sure. Yeah, they do. Chris, let's talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, probably the most disappointing team so far this season. Uh, they're one in three. Uh, they just don't look right out there. Uh, Joe Burrow, I mean, I know he's got the calf issue. Um, yeah, I believe um, they said that he has no issues, supposedly, running the offense due to injury, um, that he's healthy. Mm-hmm. But, Chris, he's not healthy. You can tell. He's not moving around the, nope. uh, the same. 
For sure. Absolutely not. He's not moving around. He's not pushing off on his throws. Um, when you saw him in a lot of his throws last week, I mean, they just there was not any ump behind it. Right. And I mean, Joe's never had the strongest arm, obviously, in the NFL, but he can make all the throws. He's right? an elite quarterback. And in the, the fact league, that he's missing some of those throws. Exactly. So I'm saying one of the, you know, missing one of those throws like that. Um, it just shows that he can't push off. He's, he's definitely not the same, bro. But, I mean, this division right now, man, they're all playing well. They're all playing well. Um, you know, I, I just don't think in their mind if, you know, Joe sits out, um, whatever, three to five weeks, I just don't think they feel like they have enough time to be just kind of giving away three to five weeks, I, I feel. Hey, look, and they might not have any time anymore. Look, they're traveling Arizona to play the Cardinals, a team that mean you – Felt like they're going to be the worst team in football. Chris, they're playing hard with Josh Dobbs, and especially at home. They just beat Dallas a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they're, I mean, <laughs> they've been playing great. I mean, yeah, we, everybody, not just us, everybody felt when they're bringing Josh Dobbs in literally like a week before the season started, right? Everybody was saying that they're, they're tanking. It's a Caleb Williams thing. They're going to get rid of, you know, um, whoever they need to get rid of uh, to make sure that they bring Kayla Williams in. They're going to tank the season, X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. And, I mean, honestly, they have not been that at all. I mean, Josh Dobbs has been playing out of his mind. Um, you know, he's been just producing. And, honestly, they're just they're fighting hard, man, and they're giving it all they got. And they're definitely not the worst team in the league, that's for sure. Yeah, so it's a must win. Gerald uh, Burrow. Came out and said, "Hey, this is a must. It feels like a must win for yeah. us, right, in Arizona." Yep. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. Let's talk about a little bit about the New England Patriots. So, a couple of mm -hmm. key injuries to that defense. Uh, yeah. Matthew Judon, he's going to be out for the year. Looks like Christian Gonzalez, the promising rookie out of Oregon, he's yep. going to be out. He's, he's going to be out for the year. I believe he's got a shoulder injury. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So. J.C. Jackson of the Chargers, we saw, you know, he was benched, he was inactive, essentially, like, there's something going on there. So mm -hmm. the Patriots ended up trading for J.C. Jackson, mm -hmm. uh, for, I believe, Chris, for a fifth-round pick. Yeah, yep. So now he's back in New England. Uh, definitely um, kind of tells you that New England's still trying to win some football games. Yeah, I mean, I was just uh, reading a little bit more about, you know, J.C. Jackson. So the, the Chargers' final tally on J.C. Jackson, $38.5 million for 21 games on the roster. Chris, and I believe they still are going to pay the majority of that salary, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. So their cap charge for, you know, for this year is $11.5 million. Next year will be $19 million that mm -hmm. they'll be paying to him as well in 2024. Yeah, so... so yeah, Chris, if it doesn't work out in New England, essentially Patriots can cut ties during the offseason with J.C. Jackson and not pay anything, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, and, and Bill's bringing him in for a reason, right? Obviously, their their number one cornerback, Christian Gonzalez, is out. J.C. Jackson, again, what I, we don't know his situation and what was going on in San, or excuse me, in he, L.A. for the he, Chargers. Yeah, so, so and then also he had like a um, – I forget a warrant for like a ticket, like I don't know, some stupid ticket, but it yeah. just wasn't working out there. Yeah. They just and didn't know how to use them, Chris. Sometimes a fresh start is what people need, you know what I mean? And if you should have never left for the money. What yeah, exactly. I mean, if that's but he left obviously because of the money, he wanted to get paid. Yeah, I don't blame him. Sure. Right? Yeah. Everyone wants to get paid, but everybody the wants grass to get paid. isn't always green on the other side, Chris. So JC Jackson back with uh, New England Patriots. 
yeah, but hey, good pickup. Let's see what happens and let's see if he can turn his career around and um, you know, whatever happened here in LA, whatever it it's it's long in the past now and he gets a fresh start back in um in New England. Yeah. Chris, before we move on and talk about Thursday night football, week five in the NFL, yeah, we gotta talk about our Las Vegas Raiders, man. What a shit show. Um there was a lot of things going on, Chris. I mean, obviously the the loss of the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, Ian O'Connell, yeah, I think he lost three fumbles. Just a good game. They couldn't block Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack got six sacks. Six he hadn't had a sack before the season. <laughs> yeah, I know. He had six sacks in yeah. one day. So um that happened. And then uh Aiden O'Connell made some plays toward towards the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh he got him in the red zone. And uh, I think they were at the three-yard line. And for whatever reason, the play call was to pass. Mm-hmm. Well, Asante Samuel Jr. jumped the route and picked him off and came over. Yeah, Instead of handing over. off the ball to Josh Jacobs. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's, reminds me of a, of, a, um, of a play that happened in the Super Bowl with Marshawn yeah. Lynch. If you that's what I that. thought about. That's what, exactly. <laughs> when it happened, I thought about you know the same thing. Yeah, I'm like you. You have one of the best backs in the NFL behind this rookie. Yeah, I, I mean, it, why would you put the ball in the rookie's hands, right? When you have a superstar running back right behind, right behind him. You Chris, know, it was you're first on the down. Three yard line. It was first down. Line. Yeah, exactly on the three yard line, and you're gonna put it in the hands of Aiden O'Connell. I said right off the bat that I think what's gonna set the difference apart between. Um, us winning and not is Aiden O'Connell and, and his grasp of the offense, right? And I just think what we saw in the preseason just wasn't was you know a real minimal um, playbook. And obviously, when it comes to being in the regular season, you're the number one quarterback. That's a very complex offense, and so I just felt like he didn't have a real good grasp in his hand. You know, everything was going so fast for him. He didn't have obviously no time with Cleo Mack breathing down his neck. You know pretty much the entire game. So, you know, honestly, Aiden made some good plays towards the end for sure. He we he definitely saw some promise there and you know what, what we kind of saw in the preseason. Uh but I just think the, the the game was moving too fast for him. Yeah. And look, it was first start. I mean, I don't blame him. Look, they couldn't block yeah, for him. Start. They weren't yeah. doing him any favors, right? They weren't. Uh, but to me right now, uh best chance for the Raiders to move to moving forward for them to win football games, they need Jimmy Garoppolo back in there. Um yeah. and man I, we thought the offense was going to be outstanding this season. Jimmy knows the system, this and that. Yeah. And guess what? That's been one of the biggest struggles on this team has been the offense. Mm-hmm. And um, you saw the video, right, of the fans uh, yelling at Mark Davis to fire right. Josh McDaniels. He responds yeah. back to smarten up. It's just it's getting ugly, Chris. And look, let me tell you something. If they lose on Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love, no offense, Jordan Love, but if you lose to Jordan Love, it's going to get worse than what it did uh, last week in in, uh, L.A. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the fans are going to continue to stand for this. No, Chris, they want Josh McDaniels gone. Yeah, I mean, you know. My question to you, though, Chris, if they do fire Josh McDaniels, who steps in to be head coach during the season? Rob Ryan? (laughs) I mean that's a tough one. Maybe Rob Ryan, but I mean I, I don't know, man. That's a that's just a tough call. I mean I, I totally get it, and you know what? Um, bringing in you know McDaniel's and bringing in um, what's the GM's name off the top? Dave Ziegler. Yeah, Dave Ziegler. So bringing in Ziegler and trying to make it more of like the Patriots way over here. I think that's just not that's just not what the Raiders do. It's not that's just not how they work. And but Chris, um, 
I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah, to good. me, it, it wasn't the New England way uh, way because they traded for Devontae Adams. That was one of the first things they did when they got to Las Vegas. Well, they needed a star, and of course, they were going to bring someone in to to you know with Derek Carr. But I yeah, I mean, I just think that it's just not working out specifically on what how things are going. I think some of the um, some of the things that that happened when John Gruden was here, some of the draft picks and stuff like that. I think that kind of handcuffed you know the Raiders for the past couple of years just because of we lost some key players, obviously some big time people that whether, whether it was due to just, they couldn't play or, yeah. um, or stupid draft picks, you know, like um, Alex leather, is it Leatherwood, right? Leatherwood. Yeah. He's not even on the team anymore. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just think that, you know, when John Gruden was here, we were kind of still suffering some of those, those losses just because yeah. I mean, again, obviously Henry Ruggs was producing and, Obviously, we know his situation. So I, I don't know. I just feel like they're a little bit handcuffed. And, um, you know, I think one of the things, though, uh, I would take that I enjoyed seeing was Hunter Renfro being a little bit more involved. A little bit you more. Know? Not much. You know, not much, but a, a little bit more. There were some sightings there. Right. And I and I was I was extremely happy that that they're at least starting to look at him. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be one of the biggest things, the keys going forward for our offenses is to get Hunter, Hunter the ball more. It's going to free up um, Devontae Adams on, on the outside. So, Yeah, and then look, man, there's people out there already talking about the Raiders having the first overall draft pick in uh, next year's draft or this year's draft, what, whichever way you want to see it, in 2024. Mm-hmm. That's a loser's mentality. It's yeah. barely going to be week five. This team has three winnable games coming up. Yeah. Yeah, they can turn this around. They can turn it around. I mean, they're like I said, I, we need Jimmy Garoppolo back. We need him on the field. I, I mean, I think it, it starts off with him. Like I said, we cannot continue to have Aiden O'Connell in here. I just don't think he's quite ready yet. Um, so if we're going to win, I think that's where it's going to start off. So we got the Green Bay Packers um, coming up, and then also the New England Patriots right after that. And then on week seven, we're against the Chicago Bears. So, I mean – I think those are all three winnable games. We need the defense to just kind of, or excuse me, the offense to step up. And again, it starts with Jimmy Garoppolo, feed the ball to Josh Jacobs. Uh, let's get back to the old, um, you know, way of just ground and pound and, and then, you know, some play action throws to, to Devonte Adams. So. Yeah. And guess what? They went three in a row. They're four and three and they're back in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Especially with, you know, with some struggles that I, I feel like the, the, you know, the, ch- the Chargers are kind of going through with some injuries and stuff like that. I mean, well, well, there's, Chris, there's definitely a chance. Yeah, Justin Herbert, I believe, broke his index finger on his non-throwing hand. Yep, you saw it. Finger. He cannot do it under center anymore. He cannot go under center anymore. They're going to have to run shotgun for the foreseeable future. They have a bye yeah. week this week, though, so that that's yeah. going to help a little bit. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, that that looked pretty nasty. I know he had like the some. Did you see it? Like it was some a brace. Big, yeah, yeah, some big brace. A type bulky of thing. brace. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it looked pretty gross though when when they showed it and stuff like that when he was running off the field. Yeah, it, you knew immediately that he he broke his finger. So, um, but you know he did stay in there and he grinded it out, and that's usually what the good ones do. Chris, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo's cleared a concussion protocol yet. Uh, from last I saw, I don't think so either. And that um, is a little bit worse because it is Wednesday, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. Say, I was just about to say. Um, I mean, the good thing is, uh, obviously, we have Monday this week, right? So that gives a little bit more time. So usually, you know, you're getting the updates on Thursdays except for Sunday. So 
maybe we'll hear something on Friday. Chris, a little bit more we were told him. that he was going to clear uh, protocol last Thursday. Well, that didn't end up happening. So, yeah. I mean, if it doesn't, we obviously know who's going to play on Monday Night Football, and that's going to be Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping, though, that Jimmy. I'm hoping Jimmy's back. Yeah. I'm hoping Jimmy's back. We, we, again, we have a couple days, but yeah, I mean, it is kind of worrisome that he said one, you know, last week and, we're almost a week already. <laughs> Chris, from... my question is, when yeah. did he get the concussion? I mean, it was, in the first half, I believe, it was when he took that big hit. But then he came yeah. back and played. He, he, so... Some people were saying that he could have been concussed at that point, basically, still. And that's kind of why he made some of those plays that he made. So, Oh, man, uh, that's crazy. Uh, that's that's from what I was hearing, that there, there's yeah. a possibility. You know how these guys are, man. Yeah. I mean, this they're football players, so there's – they just they grind it out, you know what yeah. I mean. So they grind it out. Yeah. Hopefully Jimmy's able to play on Monday night, though. I hope so. Yeah. All right, Chris. Let's talk about Thursday night football. Uh, you have the Chicago Bears visiting the Washington Commanders. Obviously, Justin Fields played a lot better last weekend um, yeah. against the Denver Broncos. He looked really, uh, really good in the first half. Second half, he had a pick six, I believe it was, or a fumble. And uh, putting Denver essentially ahead, and uh, they were able to pull up the the victory. But to me, I mean, for a while it looked like Denver was going to get blown out again. Yeah, I mean, to me, I I feel like um, you know we're, we're talking about Sunday night football, right? Uh, no, we're talking about the the Broncos and uh, the Bears. Oh, Broncos and Bears. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't know. I just still feel like you know Denver's not playing that well. I just I don't know, man. That's that's so crazy just to think about where Russell Wilson. I mean, his his contract's not even going to start getting, you know, it's not even going to start until literally next year, right? They're going to pay five years of what I I can't even remember. It's over forty million. I, I don't know if he's going to survive. To be honest with you, I just don't think so either. I yeah. mean, it's, it's insane to kind of see just how bad they've been playing. And I mean, and and it's crazy because I've been hearing all these different stats as far as like how he's been playing and his stats are very similar actually to what they were when he's he playing was a lot better than yeah well yeah, he's playing yeah. a lot better than he did last year especially oh, 100 so. absolutely 100 um, percent. it's just that yeah. second half he he just continues to decline right he comes out and has a fantastic first half and then his just second halves have just not kind of been there so i don't know man it's kind of weird to judge to see specifically what's going to happen but from also from some indications that i've uh, i heard is that um, you know, there's a chance that who knows if they make a coaching change, whether, you know, Sean leaves or not after this year. Is I don't think so. And he, he, I mean, he could go back to the Saints. He could go back to the Saints. What What if What if Dennis Allen, it just, they, they're having a bad year. They're kind of struggling. I think he's out next year, Chris. I think, I don't think Den, uh, Dennis Allen is going to survive another year in New Orleans if they don't make hey, the playoffs. There was, there was talks that Sean Payton and, and, and Mickey Loomis were having dinner couple of weeks back or something along those lines, you know, um, on like whatever, an off day or something like that. So you never know what can shape out. I mean, you know, he, he may look at the situation in Denver and just be like, you know what, I, I want to go back to, you know, to the saints and restructure it there. He has some players and stuff like that in place, Derek Carr, right. Different guys like that. Chris Olave that are kind of, you know, they're kind of set. They're going to be there where you don't know what you're going to get right now with Russell Wilson. Yeah, Chris, and then last thing on the Broncos, uh, they uh, today they released Randy uh, Gregory, uh, one of their yeah. key offseason additions a couple years back, mm-hmm. um, for a lot of money. 
Yeah, so I was reading it earlier when me and you were talking. So um, base salary of 14 or 14 million this year and will be fully guaranteed as well next year with an additional 5 million. So 19 million overall next year. And they paid him all this money and he's played 10 games over the past two seasons. 10 games. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and yeah, I believe I mean, he had signed with Dallas. He <laughs> had agreed with the deal to with with Dallas, and then he went back and he signed with the Broncos. So, mm-hmm. yep, ten games, three sacks, paid him. You know, fourteen million this year, nineteen million next year. <laughs> well, that's a lot of money. We'll see who won that one. We'll see who yeah. won that one, huh? Yeah, but let's go back and let's talk about the the Bears, Chris. <clears throat> I mean, obviously they're playing with the Commanders tomorrow night. And there's been a lot of rumors out there. Uh, they have a bye week next week. So uh, they're saying if if Chicago loses tomorrow night, uh, that Matt Eberflus, the, their head coach, is going to get fired. I don't know how true that yeah, is, think, but that's the rumor that I've been seeing. Yeah, I mean, man, I mean, do you think it's all his fault? I guess you should say, you know, start off with that. Do you feel like it's all his fault as, as the coach? I mean, everybody has a part, right? Everybody has a, you know. Every, everybody has blame, but the scapegoat is going to be the head coach. And then, look, just yeah. just this whole Chase Claypool deal, like, it's just, like, what the hell is going on? I don't know if you saw it. Like, I think he, I think it was yeah, yesterday. Oh, for sure. He said that he was staying away from yeah. the team. And, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, look, if they fire him, they fire him, right? I mean, who, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, the Bears, you know, they're – They've always been, you know, a great organization, but they're just have not been winning for quite some time. <laughs> Everyone's stuck on the 85 Bears, right? So, um, but I don't know, you know, there, I think everybody deserves some blame here. You know, Justin Fields has obviously not been playing very well, too. I mean, there's a lot of tape out there that that's pretty well known across the internet. You know, yeah. um, his line is giving him some time at some times, and yeah. he just can't, he's not processing the game fast enough. There's yeah. just no anticipation as, as far as throws. And, yeah, you know, and I just think he's just holding the ball very um, – a lot. And he's just – his reads, he's just running right through his reads, not not seeing it ahead of time. And he's having obviously used his feet. But, I mean, there's only so much he can do. And I just think right now – I don't blame, about I don't blame him for everything, though, Chris. No, not everything. Absolutely not. And, I mean, I think the other thing is, too, is – there's so much stuff surrounding the the organization, like you say, Chase Claypool, whatever situation he's going through, staying away from the team. It the quarterback needs someone to catch the ball. I mean, obviously it's playing right. You know, you have you know DJ Moore, but I mean, Claypool, you know, could have been another guy there. This team looked looked great coming in on paper. I was high on them, and you know, just kind of throughout the you know the four weeks that we've seen them so far. I mean, they've they have not looked good at all. No. So, uh, Sam Howell for the Commanders, he's looked pretty good. Um, yeah. You know, almost led the the Commanders to a comeback win last week against the Eagles. Like, I'm taking the Commanders to win tomorrow night. Who are you taking? I got the Commanders, man. I, I like their running game as well, right? I like, uh, you know, they're splitting backfield with uh, Brian Robinson and um, remind me the other. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, yep, and I just like the way they're running the ball, and I think that's allowing Sam Howell to be um, more of a kind of a game manager a little bit where, you know, he makes the big throws when he needs to make the big throws, but it's not just all on him. I like the commanders tomorrow, man. Their defense has been playing well as well. 
Yep. And Chris, I'm on the show on this note or this question, I guess I'm going to ask you. Mm-hmm. Does uh, Iberflues get fired tomorrow night or during the bye week? I think he gets fired during the bye week. I think it's yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's time. You know, there there needs to just be a change there. And, you know, there's been question marks for the past couple of years. What were they going to do with Justin Fields, right, coming into yeah. this coming draft? They ended up keeping him, surrounding him with some talent. We've kind of seen what it looks like. It may not just be a good fit for him there. Maybe they just need to start going in some different directions as an organization. The, the Bears have never fired a coach in season, so this would be the first time. Um, I think it's going to happen. I really do. I think I think I think he's lost the team a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's time. I I mean, I think it's time. We we saw a bunch of different reports on what's going on inside the locker room. Some stuff is not going on. Right. So, you know, where do you look at? Like you said, it starts with the leadership. It starts with the head coach. So there's a good chance he's probably going to get fired here very soon. Yeah. Chris, actually, I did have another uh, thing I want to talk about. The Sunday night football game this week. Mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys going to Santa Clara to play the Niners. A big game. Yep. Um, I mean, I flat out, I like the 49ers. <laughs> I like the 49ers, man. You know, they're, they've they been my number one team in the power rankings now for the past three, four weeks, I believe yep. now. And I, it's just hard for me to continue to to get off the team. They've shown me all the all the things that they, they need to show me right now. I mean, defense has been absolutely outstanding. We've talked about Brock Purdy, you know, a couple of uh, different episodes as far as his, you know, um, how he's throwing the ball, how he's, you know, running the offense. Obviously, you know, CMC is absolutely amazing back there. And they, they look great, man. They look like they look like they're a full go. And I feel like there's a, there's still another um, another gear in there. And that's what you want as a, you know, as a team you know, going into, you know, later on in the season and going into playoffs. So the fact that they're not peaking yet is a great thing for them. One of two undefeated teams in the NFL. The other one is the Philadelphia Eagles. So we'll see what happens tonight. On that mm-hmm. note, uh, we're going to end tonight's show. Thank you, everyone out there, for watching and listening. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you guys soon.